Blog Talk Radio. Okay, okay. Hopefully you all are able to hear me. Give it a try. Hopefully y'all are able to hear me if y'all can on Reconnect My Heart, not on uh, the video, not on Facebook or on my website, but for those who are able to log on, hopefully y'all are able to hear me on uh, Reconnect on stream on Blog Talk Radio. So with that being said, um, we, today we want to talk about is it worth it? Is it worth it? And like I said, I fixed my, I fixed three categories, three categories. First category, we're going to talk about finding out if you should pursue the conversation or not. If you should pursue the conversation. Quick thing, do a little test. Hold on one. Testing. I have to test it out because I want to make sure everybody able to hear me. Okay, so. What we want to talk about, we want to talk about the first thing, section A, finding out if you should pursue the conversation, if you should pursue the conversation or whatever the situation may be. The first thing you need to ask yourself, this is you doing a self-evaluation, so to speak. What you want to do, you want to ask yourself this. Hmm. Was it an accident? That's something that we need to think about. Was it an accident? A lot of times there are people that things may happen. Sometimes things happen and somebody may not either the person that did or whatever. It could be an accident. Just point blank. I mean, accidents are just what it is. Something that was not uh, intended, something was that was not uh, vindictive. Accidents happen. Whatever it is, accidents happen. The next thing you want to do, you want to ask yourself, did I read too much into it? And this is pertaining to whatever happened. Did I read too much into it? In other words, what happened if, hey, it was a something that they may have said or may have done, but I might have been distracted and missed the real meaning of what they did or why they did. So who knows? Maybe I interpreted it wrong. Something to think about. The other thing is, is there a loss or is it just the principle of it? You know, in case you want to have that conversation, ask yourself, was it, was there a significant loss? Was there a loss? Or is it just the principle of them doing it? You know, you just want to just call them out on it. You know, I often watch um, the show called People's Court. And I remember there were many times that there were young kids that were on there, and they might have been suing someone for $4 or $3. And their parent allowed them to do that. And even though it might not have been a huge amount of money, but they was doing that to show them, hey, the principle of what they're doing and the value is not really the problem is just the principle of them doing it. And so you feel the need to just go ahead and, hey, look here, you know, when someone do you wrong, hey, you could sue or whatever. So the parent was teaching the kid that. So with that being said, 
do you want to have that conversation with them because of the principle of it? Even if, let's just say somebody stole a nickel. Okay, they stole a nickel or they took your nickel, okay? But you want to have that conversation with them because it was the principle of it or what? So that's something to think about. Uh, The next thing, what you want to do, you want to think about, was that the real issue that got you upset? Was it the real issue that got you upset? Or is there a past issue that you have not dealt with? In other words, what they looked, what they did, it really wasn't a big deal. But on the other hand, there might have been some built up things that you just had enough. That was a look, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So you know, think about, hey, I'm tired of them doing this. Hey, it might have been a big deal. And even if you try to share with somebody what they what they did, you they like, really? You tripping on that? But no, it's, it's more to it than that. You know, uh, I, I think about this. Matter of fact, like I said, for those that know me, I work at, uh, at the jail. And one of the things I always tell uh, some of the people that work up there, or even some of the inmates that come up there, I, uh, I've heard some of the inmates, they say, hey, man, I can't stand officer so-and-so, so-and-so. Let me give you two examples. They just say if it was a girl, excuse me, a female, if it was a female officer, they can't stand. Man, I can't stand her, man. Every time I hear her talk, she just drives me crazy, man. I don't know what it is about her, man. It just Every time I see her, I just get sick to my stomach. Like, oh, for real. So, any other female officer can say something, but something about her just rub you the wrong way. Yeah, man, I, I just can't stand her. Okay, let me tell you why you got a problem with her. It's not really her that you got a problem with. What it is, she got some similarities pertaining to your baby mama that you can't stand or you got an issue with, but you just haven't addressed it with your baby mama. So instead of taking that on your baby mama when you're out, you dealing with that officer you just can't stand because of she resembles your baby mama. That's the problem. They say, man, you sure all right. <laughs> you sure all right. It happens. Also, let's flip the coin. Let's just say if it was a male officer that they couldn't stand. Man, I can't stand him, man. You know, he had like he this, he had like he that. He always telling somebody what to do. Okay, well, the problem ain't really him because I can tell you the same thing and you'll receive it better. Or another officer can tell you the same thing and you can receive it better. So it ain't him. The problem is he resembles your father that abandoned you. See, I'm going to say it like this. And this is, good, this is actually a good setting for me to say it in. When a person have a problem with authority and authoritative figure, oftentimes it's a mere image of someone in authority, such as their parent, their father. One of the things I always tell people, and this is even for those who may be dating or those who may be pursuing love, this is something you want to watch out for, even with, let's just say, uh, somebody who don't respect your parent. If you dating someone and they don't respect your parent, 
Think about this. When they don't respect history, they will not respect authority. When they don't respect history, meaning an elder, someone of authority, someone that has history with them, or uh, history, someone that represents history, they will not respect authority. Not just the past they don't re- they don't respect, but they will not respect those for the future. So, with that being said, you have to think about you know what. Hmm. So, if someone does not respect it, then that means that they have a lot of unresolved issues. They may have some issues that they have not resolved. And I always tell people this. It's nothing wrong with having conflict. Conflict is never the problem. But it's if you're able to resolve the conflict, that's where the problem lies. You know, people may be knocked down, okay, but do you get back up? So the problem ain't, oh, that person always giving conflict, having conflict. But is it resolved? It just like, hey, it just like putting out full credit, signing up for a loan. Okay, nothing wrong with signing up for a loan, but is it paid back? That's the thing. And so you have to think about conflict is like loaning out money or um, making a loan. But if it's paid back, then that means it's resolved. But if it's not resolved, then there's always going to be debt. And then there are so many people that may have, quote, unquote, debt, past debt, and they owe different, quote, unquote, creditors. And what happened, it messes up their credit score or it reduces their credit score. So that's in the physical, but also pertaining to the emotions as well. So if you're able to resolve conflict, then that's a great thing. So same thing we have to look at pertaining to that. So that's that's if that's the real issue. In other words, getting to the root of the problem. Is that the real root of the problem that you have an issue with? Is that the real issue or is it something else? That's something to think about. Okay. Next thing. Was it disrespect? Was it disrespect? Or was it constructive criticism that they gave you? Was it disrespect or was it constructive criticism? See, one of the things that we have to think about, we have to not so much pay attention to how they say it, but need to listen to what is said. Because sometimes some people, some people can say the right thing, but the wrong tone. Sometimes some people say the right thing, the right tone, the wrong timing. So all these components, it matters. So who knows? Someone can say in their best intentions, can say the right thing. They may say it the right way, but they may say it the wrong time or vice versa. It could be the wrong thing, the right timing, the right tone. All these things, but their intent, they intent, their intent was your best interest. So these are the things we have to think about. And also, even with the constructive criticism, understanding was this something that was going to benefit you or not? It's just like somebody say, hey, hey, man, you look, you know what, man, uh, 
when you get done, man, you need to finish cleaning up, man, because you always leaving a mess. What about that? What you? What do you mean, man? Leaving the mess, man? You just blah 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 blah. Not understanding that man said or that person said, hey, look, you get done cleaning up after yourself. Now you have to examine yourself. Okay, did I leave a mess? Okay, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was gonna do it anyway. No, no, come look here. That's something that you don't even have to fight. That person told you, hey. Clean up after yourself when you get done with her. All you need to do is just say, okay. That was it. But don't take it to the next level when it's not warranted. So there's no need. Like I said, these are the things just observing and for you to examine to see if this is a conversation that you should pursue with that person that you may have a conflict with. The other thing was the problem was the problem what they said? Was the problem what they said, or was it how they said it? See, that goes along with what I had mentioned earlier. You know, sometimes some people, they just don't like some people saying anything to them. You know, hey, to each his own. But the key thing is for you to just observe and examine yourself. Is that something, hey, is it worth it? <laughs> you know, the other thing, observe what is said instead of who's saying it. Observe what is said instead of who's saying it. Would it have been better received coming from somebody else? And if you say, well, yeah, so that means that the problem ain't what was done or what was said. It was just the individual. So in other words, you may have a problem with the individual. So that's something, hey, you have to take it with a grain of salt and say, you know what, that person gave me constructive criticism. Even though I didn't like the person, but the person said something that better helped me, that helped me. You know, matter of fact, we always think about in the Bible, we always hear the scripture that says, uh, uh, he will make your enemies not just be your footstool. We're not going to use that. We're gonna make, he will make your enemies be at peace with you. So what happened if somebody that you can't stand, what happened if they want to bless you? Are you going to turn it down? And it's genuine. That's the key thing. I don't because I know some people may say, well, you know, they might be they might have a hidden agenda. You know, the food might be poisoned, or they might, you know, give me some money and just spread it around the world. That, hey, I gave this person some money. If you need to provide for your kids and there's no other means and all of a sudden someone comes to you, God will allow someone that you may have thought that you don't even like or don't trust, bless you with no strings attached. That's a good thing. That's a blessing. God God made a way for you. So that's something to think about. Okay? So these are the things you have to think about. In case you're considering having a conversation with that person, now you thought about it, you evaluated to see if it was an accident. Okay, you said it wasn't an accident. Okay, did you read too much into it? Maybe you might have been distracted. Maybe you may think read things wrong. Okay, you said you didn't read things wrong. It was blatant. Okay, uh, is there a law? So it was it just a principle of it? No, it's more than a principle. Okay, um, yeah, it was a significant loss. So, uh, it was a hindrance. It was a problem. Okay, you say that. Okay, was the real issue 
that you got upset or was that the was it a past issue that caused you to flare up? Okay, no, it's this issue right here. Okay, that's fine and dandy. Now, um, now you're saying, okay, uh, was it a disrespect? Was it disrespect that they gave you, or was it constructive criticism? Okay, you said it wasn't constructive criticism. You said it was blatantly disrespect. Also. You ask, you know, uh, was that the real issue that you got upset with, or was it something else? Okay, the other thing you ask yourself, okay, <clears throat> what's the problem? Was that person said it, or was it how they said it? Okay, you said, okay, it wasn't so much of uh, that, it was so much of this, okay? And uh, last but not least, you observe what was said, instead of who's saying it, okay? You observe all this stuff and you saying, okay, I need to have a conversation with this person. Okay. So now, what are you going to do? Now we're going to look at section B. If you feel that you have a valid reason to confront this person, to have a conversation, these are some of the things that you need to consider. I'm asking uh I'm asking a person that's online if they're able to hear me. Okay. Okay. If you feel that you have a valid reason to confront the person or to have a conversation, I, I want to use the word conversation, have a conversation with the person. Okay. The first thing you want to do, this technique that say Stop, breathe, but I'm going to throw my two cents in. Stop, breathe, and pray. <clears throat> breathe and pray. Stop whatever you're doing. Take a deep breath to control your tension and to think about exactly what you need to do or say. But also, like I mentioned, pray. Let me see, not through the website, but now I can. Now I call. Okay, good. Awesome. So pray, pray, pray. The Bible tells us men to always pray. And I think first thing, because you may have a conflict, a problem with that person, you want to pray for first yourself. Pray to ask God to help you to control your temper, your emotions. Also, for God to help that person, the person you may need to talk to, help it where they're able to receive. There's a healthy dialogue. And also now pray that the atmosphere is conducive enough where there can be peace at the end. Pray for yourself. Pray for the other person. And pray for the scene to be set. Because especially, let's be real, especially some of us, when we in our emotions, sometimes we want to hurry up and get it done immediately. And you might be ready, but the other person may not be ready. 
you might have all the best intentions in the world. Hey, you know, I just want to just tell you that. What do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, they just shut down. They may get offended. So what you want to do, you want to pray to ask God, not just to help you, not just to help them, but to help the atmosphere. Think about that. Because the, the worst thing you could do it deal with someone in the wrong atmosphere or deal with someone at the wrong timing. Because you know what? It would not be productive. Even with your best intent, I especially, I remember some in my past, you know, I was going to call someone because, hey, uh, this was back in the day when um, a Western Nile virus, Western Nile virus was carried by the mosquitoes. And so on TV, they showed uh, the area code the area code of that particular person, excuse me, the zip code, the zip code of that particular person, hey, they they tested positive for what's now a virus. So, hey, I'm calling in good intent to call and let that person know. But in my spirit, let's be honest, in my spirit, I'm like, mm, maybe I don't need to call right now. But I, I'm saying to myself, hey, you know what? My intentions are good. Hey, I'm just going to call, and I guarantee you, my intentions were good. But even though I called, at the end of the conversation, I had to hang up the phone. I was so irate. I was so upset. I let them get up, get me upset, and I let, and they let me get upset. So I got upset. They got upset, and it was not beneficial. But the main thing, I didn't call when God told me to call. I didn't pray. Before God told me to pray, even though it's best intentions. So the key thing what we need to do is, like the Bible say, man ought to always pray and not faint, which means not give up but not lose heart. So we need to pray about it. Ask God to set the scene. Because to be honest with you, like I said, you may have a good intention, but you may deal with somebody that have a bad misunderstanding or a bad understanding. So that's something you have to think about. Understand who you're dealing with. You got to understand who you're dealing with. You got to accept the reality of who they are, not who you want them to be or who they perceive to be or who you perceive them to be. You can't do that. You have to make sure that you do your part. Pray about it. Ask God to set the scene. Also, after you then took a breath, you prayed. The next step you want to do, speak from your head, not your heart. What do I mean? Don't let your emotions get the best of you. When you let your emotions get the best of you, the worst of you will come out. When you let your emotions get the best of you, then the worst of you will take control of the situation, and it may have you stepping outside of your character. Just point blank. And I'm going to say this. You still say, you still love the Lord. But sometimes we allow people to get us outside of our character. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that the conversation that you have, there is, is resolved. And it can be resolved if you allowing yourself to speak from your emotion because what's going to happen, you're going to end up saying some things that you may regret. Something else I'm going to speak about. I'm going to speak about that in a few minutes. Now, this is the key thing I always tell people. Think before you speak. 
In other words, that old saying, you got two ears and one mouth. So listen twice as much than you listen. You have to be able to listen. We need to listen. In other words, we need to think about things before we say something. So many people, well, I don't care what I say. Hey, this is me. I'm just keeping it real. And they had no tentativeness in their conversation. And I'm going to tell you like this. There are some people, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> some people, I'm going to say it like this. When you know who you're dealing with, there are some people that you know they're going to talk crazy or whatever like that. It's best to have the conversation with just through a text. When you know how some people are, I'm going to say it. Hey, look, girl, <laughs> I'm from Oak Cliff. Well, you know you're dealing with some ignorant folks. There are some people you just got to pick up the phone, not to call them, but just get that get that text and just start texting, texting them. Hey, because you can't hear a loud, look here. Now, they may write them captions. They might write big, bold letters, but you don't hear it. They can say whatever they want. It's a text. Okay, okay. Hey, that old saying, never let them see you sweat. Because you have to think about it. If you step outside of your character, now they control you. You don't want that. You, your plan is not to be confrontational. That's the key thing we got to think about. Your plan is not to be confrontational when you try to have this conversation. You're coming in in peace. You got to come into that. That should also be with, um, with the prayer. In that prayer, you want to come in with the attitude of peace. Not just for you to come in peace, but leave with peace for both of y'all. Something to think about. So, think before you speak. Proverbs 15, 1 and 2, it tells us a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Verse 2, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly. The mouth of a fool pours forth foolishness. Also, Proverbs 15 and 4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness is perverseness in, in it breaks the spirit. In other words, I'm going to say something. In other words, we need to learn to fight for. Watch your verbiage. Watch your verbiage. In watching your verbiage, it ain't no time for insults. It ain't no time for, well, you know what? You just like your mama. You just like your sorry dad. Uh-uh. Nope, 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 nope. This ain't the time to pull up, start putting up your emotional dukes and physical dukes and tear up your spiritual soul. So, we got to think about things. We got to think before we speak. Do not start using words like always and never. You always do that. Or you'll never do that. See, now when a person hear always or never, you know what happens? They start thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. I did do that. I did do that for you. So that means that you you didn't even acknowledge it. It wasn't important to you. I broke my back to do this. I broke my back to do that for you. You don't appreciate it. Don't use those words. Because like I said, when you start saying that you never do that, 
or you always do this, when you start saying that, when that person think about it, and get this, God may be in your conversation and listen to your conversation, but so is the devil. So you have to use wisdom when you're dealing with this type of situation. Don't use those words and like I always say, fight fur, fight fur. Another thing we need to do, stick to the issue. Remember the issue, stick to the issue and not the person. Attack the issue and not the person. Separate the situation from the individual. We're responding. Focus on the issue at hand instead of how you feel about the person. Mm. Focus on the unwanted behavior or the issue in its core of the conflict. Be gentle of the person and tough on the issues. Be concerned about the other person's feelings. Now, I know some people may say, well, they ain't worried about my feelings. Hey, you get at God. You do your part. In other words, you come in peace. If you come in peace, you won't leave in pieces. Because if you come in peace, if you come in the attitude of what God wants you to represent, then it's his responsibility to make sure that you're taken care of. But you try to take care of yourself, I'm telling you, it's going to mess up. It may not mess up immediately, but it may eventually. So that's something to think about. Also, in your conversation or communication with that person, be specific and be descriptive. Describe what happened, specifically what happened. Hey, go, even if you got to go in with notes, go in so that way, you can go in with the attitude, okay, look, I'm just bringing this up to you, and I love you, I care about you, but blah, 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 That. Come in with that kind of attitude. Also, state your thoughts, feelings, and wants. What are you thinking or feeling? What do you want to have happen? In other words, how do you want this to be resolved? What can you do to bring resolution to this? Hmm. Focus on the actions and the behavior and not the person, similar to what I said. Also, pause and check for understanding. This is for if someone is speaking to you. Reflect. Make sure that there's a healthy, not just a conversation, but make sure that the conversation is received. In other words, the communication. Make sure there's there's a level of communication where you can understand and they understand you. You know, you know. I tell people, make sure that make sure you already kind of have in your mind what you want to say, so that way, uh, 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 you don't speak from your, like I said, your emotions. See, see, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, just bump it, just bump it. and then also you start cursing. Because anytime there's a cursing in the conversation, sometimes people focus on the word that is said instead of the intent. 
And sometimes some people, they curse because they either get emotional or sometimes their vocabulary may be limited. So even when you deal with some people, look at how sometimes some people, you just have to filter out what is said. It's just like some people, hey, they talk with their hands. Don't make, hey, 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 put your hand down. Put your hand down. No, that might be their form of communication. So allow them to communicate for them to express themselves. And also, I'm going to tell you like this. This is something I, I always have, uh, I, I tell people, you know, I mentioned earlier about uh, one of my pet peeves when people speak up for other people. I can't stand that. But one of the things I always tell people, hey, hey, let him speak up for himself because if he don't have the opportunity to speak up for himself, then when he in a situation, then he may have to depend upon somebody else to speak up for him. So I don't care if he stutter. I don't care if he take him a while to really convey what's on his heart or his mind or the situation. Let him get that. We are men. This is a practice ground because as a man, the worst thing that can happen for a situation to be for the family and the man can't verbally articulate or help the problem, address the problem. And then what happened if somebody else have to come in or even if his significant other have to speak up for the family, then that's going to make him seem less than the man. Or he may not get the respect that he deserves or that he wants from her because she feels like, you know what? This dude can't even speak up for me. So, and like I said, this is just grown folks comes a men conversation that we have to help other men to be able to vocalize what's going on of help resolve the conflicts verbally. You always want to have uh, we call it um, um, uh, verbal de-escalation. And so, as men, men should be able to talk talk about the problem or situations, whatever like that, you know, being able to um, address, fix, or handle the problem for the family or of the family. That's something to think about. Also, I had mentioned um, pause and check for understanding. You know, hey, sometimes, hey, can you repeat that? Or even if you just say, do you mean blah, 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 you know? Now, I'm not saying speak up for them, but you just want to make sure you have a clear understanding. That's something to think about. Also, keep it respectful. Keep it respectful. You know, do your absolute best to conduct yourself in a calm and respectful manner, regardless of how the other person responds. In other words, remember, you're responsible for yourself. Be kind and keep a cool head. Ephesians 4, 31 and 33, it tells us, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, anger, uh, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. 32, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. Being able to just, like I said, you can express what happened or whatever, but also even let them know the person you may be speaking to. Let them know, hey, look here, I'm, I'm letting you know, and I respect you enough to, to let you know. You know, you, you want to be able to not just to tell them, but you want to feel hurt, and you also, hey, 
You want them to know, hey, this is to help you too. You know, so that's something that, that we need to think about. Also, clarify your intention. That's something that we mentioned earlier. Clarify your intention by learning the communication skill you need for a successful conflict resolution. You should keep your personal and professional relationship strong and growing. Also, realize some friendships or relationships end because of poor way of conflict resolution. Most relationships, regardless if it's uh, marriage, dating, or even friendship, most of them end because unresolved issues. Like I said, it piles up and piles up. So what do you do? (laughs) So that's something that we have to think about and acknowledge. Now, if you are the one being spoken to, use your active listening skills. Don't interrupt. Listen to their side of the story. And sometimes it's good to say, okay, or say nothing at all. Always listen first. Matter of fact, you know, just like for those who've been in church, if you want to get a preacher going, what you say? Amen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't do that in the conversation. But in the conversation, the amen may be, okay. Okay. But when you start, wait, 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 to hear, but it's helping them too. That can help the relationship or friendship or whatever it is. Now, the other thing, the last thing, the walk away, the walk away from the conversation. I call this section C. You've had the conversation and everything. What is the takeaway from it? The takeaway from it, what we need to do don't allow unforgiveness to set into you. One of the things, and I believe in, uh, y'all may have heard me uh, say some of the things uh, in the past, but I'm going to bring it up because I want to make sure there may be some new listeners and for us to be able to really have an understanding of what these mean. Don't allow unforgiveness to set in. True enough, the Bible tells us, you know, uh, be angry, but sin not. Don't let your wrath go down. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Meaning, it's okay to be angry, but sin not meaning if you find yourself getting angry, deal with it immediately. That's what it means. It's okay to get upset. We get upset. That doesn't mean that you ain't sin, but what you what what you seeing it is when you begin to hold on to it. When you hold on to it, that's when it becomes sinful. Holding on to sin is like uh, holding on to anger which creates sin is like holding on to a hot potato. Now, there's nothing wrong with holding on to that hot potato for a second. You're passing it. But when you hold on to it, then you end up burning yourself. So when you hold on to unforgiveness, unforgiveness, it creates the atmosphere for hatred and to pollute your spirit. The Bible tells us, do not, do not hold on to unforgiveness. We need to learn how to forgive. And that forgiveness is not for their benefit, but for our benefit. Our benefit. Also, hold on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You don't do that. 
holding on to unforgiveness is not good for you. So understand, holding on to unforgiveness, it don't affect the other person. The other person, look here, that person might be a helpful person. That's them. They spirit might already be rotten. That's them, but they don't let that don't mean that it should be you. So let the unforgiveness go. Also, just because you forgave them does not mean that you have to trust them. One of the things I always say, respect is given freely at no cost, but trust has to be earned. So if you have dealt with someone, you have a conversation with them where they have burnt the bridge with you or they have broken your trust, you can forgive them. That's no big deal. But that does not mean that you have to trust them at the level that you once gave them. You can respect them. You can forgive them, but you don't even have to trust them at all. Just point blank. The Bible tells us to lay suddenly, lay hands suddenly on no man. That means don't give your approval to people who has not earned it. And so many of us, we feel like, oh, because I'm saved, or even somebody else may tell you to make you feel condemned or whatever. But, you know, the Bible says you're supposed to forgive. Yeah, the Bible says I'm supposed to forgive, and I forgive you, but that doesn't mean that I say that I have to trust you. The Bible doesn't say you're supposed to trust them. So just in case somebody gives you a little smart mouth like that, please call me. I don't mind telling you. Call me. I'll tell you. Trust has to be also, the Bible tells us, plainly, not only lay hands suddenly on no man, but also try the spirit by the spirit. Try their spirit by the spirit. In other words, you test, you observe through the word of God. You don't put yourself in harm's way. So ask yourself, hmm, is this person worth trusting? There are some relationships, and like I said, that doesn't mean courtship. It could be friendship. There are some friendship because it might have been a misunderstanding. And guess what? That person is a person of character, a person of ethics. You know what? That's worth savaging. That's good. Evaluate is the relationship with that person. Is it worth savaging? Because that person may be a person of character, a person of ethics, morals, or whatever. That might be a, an honest person. It might be a misunderstanding. Hey, let that person know, hey, look, I want a relationship with you. You, know, I, I, I miss our friendship. Talk to, be transparent with that person. But then also, you have to be real with yourself and see if this person not trustworthy, if this person ain't ethical, if this person is known to be the same bad behavior, and even if they apologize that you're still seeing characteristics of the old them, that ain't worth savaging. Because you know what happens? Even if that person don't do it to you, that person may do it to somebody else. And then what happens? Your good reputation may be tarnished because you're hanging around bad people. These are the things you need to think about. You know, how to say, uh, don't let your good be evil spoken of. So that's something you have to think about. Evaluate the person. Evaluate the heart of the person. How a person is, who they are. Look, and don't go on potentials. Oh, don't go on potentials. So that's something you have to think about. Okay. Trust nobody <laughs> unless they earned it. In other words, in your relationship as a bank account, you open the bank account. But let them do the deposits. 
and they have not put anything into the bank account, then you know what? That shows you how much you should trust them. So in other words, if they put zero deposit into y'all, the bank account of y'all relationship, then that's the percentage that you trust them. If they put in zero, then you trust them zero, point blank. Remember this, trust may take, what, a lifetime to build, but a second to break down. So that's something you have to evaluate. Check it out. Trust. Now, just because you forgave them does not mean that you have to remove the consequences. There are consequences pertaining to things that may happen. True enough. There might have been somebody who might have done a crime, and they asked for forgiveness. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But just because they asked for forgiveness does not mean it removed the consequences. You know, hey, there's a lot of people, let's be real, there's a lot of people I know that there might have been atheists, never stepped foot in church. Until they go to jail. When they go to jail, then that's when they want to pick up a Bible, make a cross, make all that stuff. And then when they go to court, you know, I'll accept that Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But also, there are some consequences you got to deal with. So asking for forgiveness does not remove some consequences. Consequences have to be dealt with. And last but not least, be at peace. Be at peace with all men. Sometimes that peace does require reconciliation, or the result of the peace will bring reconciliation. But then there are other people, because of who they are and how they are, you have to love them from afar. And does it not mean that you, quote, unquote, abandon them, so to speak? Hey, you may have heard, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, depends on who they are to you. Now, if it's an abusive person, to you, a past, a boyfriend, girlfriend, baby mama, or whatever like that. Mm-mm. You ain't got it. Well, see, the Bible say we supposed to be good to everybody, or you know, I, I, you know, I, I really care about that. I really want them to, I really want them to be helped. So I'm gonna be in their life just to minister to them. Don't fool yourself. If they need medicine, what you do, you pray for them from a distance. And if they are a man, you let a man deal with them. If they are a woman, you let a woman deal with them. Women, stop fooling yourself and trying to involve yourself with someone that you know ain't healthy. Men, same thing. Don't involve yourself when it comes down to people because you're just trying to help them to get saved or love the Lord. No, but you know what? Even in your motive of them wanting to be saved, what happens if they don't? What happens if, let's just say they don't change? but they still want you. Then you know what's going to happen? You're going to forget about the salvation part and think, well, you know, that person won't do it no more. So in other words, the motive of you hanging around wasn't about them being saved. It's about trying to rekindle that relationship. In other words, if it ain't 100% salvation, what you need to do, let them go on with their life. And also, it is better for them to, to go on with their life because if God rescued you from a toxic relationship, remember this. If God rescued you one time and you go back in, especially the same one, 
remember, when the devil leaves, he come back seven times greater. So if you got rescued from that demonic, toxic relationship, then the devil going to try everything he can to bring back up so that way he can hook his fangs into you to prevent you from leaving. And some people don't get a chance to leave out. Some people don't get a second chance. They only get a first chance. So it ain't worth it, just point blank. It ain't worth it. That may be uh, shocking or disappointing to some people. Well, I, you know, we had history together. Oh, we were together for so many years. So what? The worst thing you could do is be in a relationship another day that ain't right for you. Excuse me, that that's not the one that God had for you. Just point blank. That's the way to look at it. So even in being at peace with someone, even if you have to love them from a distance, hey, look here. If you find out they need some, if you find out they down on their look, and like I said, this is not pertaining to a relationship. This is not pertaining to a courtship, dating, or whatever. Look at it as even pertaining to family, even pertaining to certain friends of the same sex. I'm going to throw that out there, of the same sex. Because some people, they may look at it and automatically think pertaining to courtship. But even pertaining to family, there are some family members that you may love, but you can't trust them. So what you do, you pray for them, whatever that, and then you know what? You see them, hey, how you doing? But the problem comes when you avoid, when you start avoiding people. That's where the problem lies. So there are some people you may not you may may not see for a while, but when you start avoiding people, I ain't got to, I ain't got to, you know what? That ain't love. That ain't forgiveness. When you deliberately avoid people, that's that's the problem that people don't really address. What's the purpose of you avoiding them? If you don't trust them, okay, you can let them know. But, hey, you can pray for them. You don't cost anything to say hi. If you run into them, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. It don't cost anything to be polite, common courtesy. It doesn't cost anything. But if they start asking you for some money, like they already owe you whatever, they say, no, nah, I can't do it. it. It's okay. And don't have no guilt trip. Don't let them make you feel guilty. No, that's you. look here. That's your money. Hey, look here. I didn't believe in being honest and being real. So, being at peace sometimes may require you to say, say, you know what? Hey, I thank you. I appreciate you. You know, I have no ill feelings, but I'm not going to do what I used to do. And it's okay. You got that right. I'm going to say it like this. You right now got the right to control your life, your destiny, your finances, your time. And if you don't want to Give that person your time. Give that person no money, and they've already burned bridges. It's okay, and don't feel guilty. Look here, that's the consequence that they chose. I'm gonna say it like this: Sometimes people got to put on their big boy draws. And that's the way we got to look at it. So, with that being said, I'm gonna go on the, online right now and see if there's someone that wanna have any comments. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm just listening. Okay, okay, okay. Also, thank you for uh, letting me know that um, I was not on the air. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate it dearly. Appreciate it dearly. No problem. Okay. All right, all right, thank you. Okay, so with that being said, 
this is the time for us to really start having a a strategy or a plan when we start dealing with people. And the main thing we need to do is first give it up to God. Whatever problem you may have with an individual or whatever like that, um, and the problem, like I said, to some people it may be small, to others it may be big, but there's nothing too hard for God. But also on the same token, for your state of mind, for your peace of mind, for your soul to be not troubled, it's okay to talk about it to a person. It's okay. You know, but the main thing we always tell people, ask God to set the scene. Ask God to set the scene. Because if God don't have his approval in it, or you do it outside of God's timing, see me, it would not be as effective as it should be or as it could be. So the main thing you wanted to have it where it's conducive enough for God to come in and ultimately give the joy, the peace, and also the testimony from that situation because the devil going to try to bring conflict, bring problems, whatever like that. So like I said, you know, matter of fact, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I, I thought about this earlier this week. A couple of years ago, um, I would say it, a couple of years ago, there was a family member that birthday party and so all of a sudden the person texts me back and what they said they said some things okay this is you blah 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 you know kind of like speaking to me as a second or third person or whatever like that and so I took it like wait a minute this dude talking about me behind my back and it just so happened I'm getting the text they text me by mistake oh man so I called I, I text that person back you always blah, blah 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 and I just let them have it that person called me hey man what's up? I said man why you text me that blah 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 they said no I text you to let you know I had sent that to my wife I would just give you a copy of what I sent so that way she can make it to the party I said oh look here I had to eat some humble pie. I I I gotta I gotta give it up. <laughs> I had to eat some humble pie and oh my gosh, I had this big old egg in my face and I felt like crap. And you know what I did? I not only I had to apologize to that person, but what I did, I said, Hey, hey, meet me, man. Meet me at Applebee's. It's gonna be on my treat. I apologize and everything, you know. So Sometimes that conflict may be because of a misunderstanding, might be misinterpreted. It happens. It can happen to anybody. And also, let's be real, it can happen to the adults pertaining to their kids. There have been times that parents have been wrong. Even me as a parent, I've been wrong. I um I got on my son when he was a kid about something and come to find out, he was telling the truth. Uh, he it wasn't no lie, so to speak, but it was something that happened. And um I got on him and uh he said he said what he said and uh come to find out he was telling the truth and I said, I'm so sorry, Camara. Gave him a hug or whatever, you know, he might have been about four or something like that. So uh shucks, even my parents my parents have been wrong. You know, um it can happen. But the key thing is when you're wrong, acknowledge it. That's where a lot of times we, I'm going to say it, sometimes we, even in ministry, there have been pastors, preachers, or whatever, and I can speak on it because I'm one myself. I've seen pastors and preachers be wrong, be wrong. You know, they 
They were off on a prophecy. They've said something wrong, and they were too proud to say, I made a mistake. When you deal with somebody that's too proud to admit they're wrong, to repent, to confess that they were wrong, that's a deadly person. That's a that, that's a scary person. So when you deal with people that are like that, hey, look at her, regardless of who they are. Oh, well, you know, well, you know, I, I'm uh, I ain't never wrong. Mm-mm. Them people you stay away from, just point blank. But what happens when we can admit that we're wrong? I made a mistake. You'd be surprised. It it shows people that number one. We can make a mistake, but also it shows that person that we care about them because, hey, look here, I was wrong about you. I made a mistake. And also not just to say I'm sorry, but to address what mistake you said. That's something that that we have to do. And I'm going to say it like this. Even within family, there's so many families that owe each other an apology, but they're too proud to say they made a mistake or they have taken their families for granted. We can easily apologize to a, a stranger, but we don't even apologize to our own kinfolks. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Just keeping it real. We need to do better even towards those that we supposed to love or those that love us. We don't. That goes from the church house, your house, and the White House. We got to do better. We got to be people of integrity. We we used to wear the bracelet years ago, WWJD. What would Jesus do? Would Jesus do that? Oh no. Well, well, you know they they know what I mean. They know what I mean. No, but you hurt your family. You hurt your kinfolk. You're too proud to say you're sorry. So that's what we have to do. So with that being said, we want to go ahead and just. Think about when we're ready to get this off the table, to really just speak on our heart, pertaining to our heart, our mind, pertaining to this problem, this conflict. But most importantly, we got to give everything to God. And just in case you may not know about who God is, you know, uh, he cares about you. He loves you. You know, John 3.16 said, for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. So understand, God loves you. But also understand, even where you're at right now, God want to bring healing and wholeness to you right now. And so just in case you may have a conflict or a problem with somebody, regardless of who it is, might be somebody in your family, might be somebody, you know, at work. Oh, you know what? Do we have problems at work? We sure do. You might be saved. The other person may not. Or that person may not. They might have caught you at the wrong day. They might have caught you dealing with so much, you just let them have it. So there are problems that we can have anywhere in our life, but can we resolve it? That's something we only can have God to help us with because we can't do it in our own ability or power. So God has to help us. So with that being said, we want to 
come together right now and just pray for the situation and ask God to help you in whatever situation that you're dealing with and have him to be your mouthpiece to speak for you because if you try to speak on your own, you might say something wrong. <laughs> if you speak on your own, you might say something you may end up regretting. You, and you're not trying to tear down the person. You're trying to tear down the issue. That's what you want to do. So with that being said, we're going to come together and we're going to pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We're coming to you right now, God. First of all, God, ask you, God, to forgive us. If there's anything that's in us that's not like you, God. We ask you for your forgiveness and we receive your forgiveness. We thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, a faithful, commendable God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, God, everything that you are right now, God. God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God. You see the issues, the concerns that are going on in this uh uh, situation that they're, they're dealing with right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you allow them, God, that you give them their mindset to go to you, God, asking you, God, to help them and help the other person and set the scene, God, for there to be reconciliation. Holy God, let there be conflict resolution right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking right now, God, let there be harmony even in the midst of the conversation, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you got our mouth, God, and got our ears to listen, not just in what is said, but even in things that are unsaid right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to not be driven by our emotions right now, but be driven by your spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We, we, we stop him right now, and we cancel his assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the peace, God, in the midst of, and Lord, even if there is a separation, even if we have to love them from afar, God, help us, God, to not hold on to unforgiveness or hatred right now in the name of Jesus or bitterness right now or envy right now in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to con- to consider, God, consider your ways right now, God, and obey it right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God, for those who may uh, be who may have been hurt, God, because of malicious words or actions right now, bring healing to them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we even speak it right now, God, for those who are grieving, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, God. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for the testimonies coming from this, and we thank you right now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. If you want to get in contact with me, feel free to catch me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T-S and Tom, E-R. You will see my daily devotion and videos. Also, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotions and upcoming events, also my personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my book where you can see my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. Unfortunately, it came to me the day after Father's Day, but you still are able to purchase it. A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood, um, talk about a lot of different things. Uh, also, it's almost like two books in one, or what I was told, three books in one. Also, you can purchase my book, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. I thought I had it with me. Oh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. Uh, it's a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater. Uh, also, you're welcome to 
like I said, uh, purchase them on my website on the source section. So thank you all for watching and listening. Thank you all so much for y'all prayers and support. And thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. 